the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And today is number... Four of the Ayurvedic Prepper Series. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. And But before we start, did you subscribe? Did you share? Did you like? Did you comment? Or not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're getting ready to start the Ayurvedic Prepper, but who is it brought by? This is brought to you by the Fascia Fanatic, Cherry Cavoil Salem Tea, offer- <laughs> offering massage and body work in the Northeast Georgia. And she's also doing personal training with exactly. yoga and more of a functional training style. Exactly. And uh, she's just starting that, and all her contact information is in the show notes, which which you should always check out the show notes because we put a lot of useful links there, and we don't always say when we do it. <laughs> yep. So today we're going to be talking about Ayurvedic prepping. Yes, again. And again. And uh, just to go over what Ayurvedic prepping is, Ayurvedic prepping is not the things that you see on like YouTube and stuff where they say buy 80,000 bullets, uh, have uh, chickens running in your in your apartment. Uh, <laughs> have food for a year. Yeah. And, uh... so, that, so there's there's some preppers out there that are very intense yes. in uh, their thoughts. And they may be right, they may not be. But... We're going into more of a look at what an Ayurvedic prepper would be. And today we're going to really get into what an Ayurvedic prepper is. And they're someone that... Who's learning, who has prepared themselves to adapt to any situation. An Ayurvedic prepper is always preparing to adapt. And... What that means is that he's ready when the dynamic balance is starting to go a little bit off, he's ready to ride those waves pretty much mm-hmm. and cre- create a balance again. Yep. So so we talked about, the first one was yeah. on uh, uh, your home, trying to keep, it, exactly. keep your home. And what not to do and And, uh, talking about the path of least harm. Yep. And the second one was more on uh, food. Yes. And the third one was actually on uh, uh, like uh, electricity. Yeah, utilities, electricity mainly, yeah. And this all comes from basically the rule of three. Yes. And the rule, there's a lot of different rules of three. Uh, In survival, they basically touch, this is sort of where we are taking it. But we're taking it more of an Ayurvedic look at the rule of three. Yeah. So in prepping uh, or in survival, they talk about the rule of three is uh, three minutes without air. Yes. Three hours without uh, uh, cover and uh, shelter. shelter uh, three days without water. Mm-hmm. Three weeks without food. And three months without hope. Yes. Now, we're going to shift that to be more of an Ayurvedic look. Yeah. 
And the first one I want to talk about is the mitochondria, yeah. which is more important exactly. than all of those because mitochondria dies, has to be replenished every three seconds. But the ATP, the oh. ATP, the mitochondria in our cells is what produces the ATP, the infamous adenosine triophosphate. Anyone who has been in a gym uh, long enough yep. <laughs> re recognizes the term ATP, yep, right? Because creatine is huge for Exactly. ATP. So uh, our, our body... Uh, our, we can't survive even three seconds without ATP that is produced by our mitochondria. And when we say ATP, ATP is truly the energy of life. Our body needs ATP to function. And where we're taking ATP is it actually learned to adapt. Exactly. So... So, what so that's why ATP is almost like the mother of Ayurveda. Exactly, exactly. So uh, when someone says, I don't, have, I don't have energy to deal with this right now, I am too overwhelmed, I'm too exhausted, what they are truly saying is, I don't have enough ATP in me. The mitochondria in my cells don't produce enough ATP. So... Uh, the mitochondria are little bacteria or organelles, and they are in almost all of our cells. And why the mitochondria are so important, and we were actually discovered over 100 years ago uh, in biology, why they are so important is because they are the oldest, the oldest part of our body. And they are those smart-ass guys who learned to use oxygen for their own benefit. So in a place very, very, very far away, <laughs> when everything in, on earth was dying due to a really harmful poison, which is called oxygen, the mitochondria learned to harness the power of the oxygen and turn it into energy. And that's how they survived. And that's how they adapted. They adapted. They adapted. And not only they survived, they thrived. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. They became who we are today because without them and again without ATP without exactly we are dead exactly exactly so uh, the idea is that just like our mitochondria that actually our we call it our Shakti our energy our mother energy uh, just like the mitochondria learned to adapt and they, they used oxygen. I mean, think about it. Oxygen was destroying everything on earth. And the mitochondria said, huh, let's see what we can do with it. Mm -hmm. And they adapted. So, and they produced ATP and all that stuff. So just like they did that, we should learn from the history of existence to adapt. Yep. So that's 
So the first thing is you got to make sure that you feed your ATP. And we'll be talking about how to feed that throughout this podcast. And the next thing I want to go mm-hmm. into is they talk about now three minutes without oxygen. Yeah. <clears throat> and some people can get longer than three minutes. Some people can get shorter than three minutes. And the average, though, is without oxygen for three minutes, you're dead. Yeah, that's the average. And this also can be, we can adapt to that. Exactly, that's the idea. So when they, when we say on average we can uh, survive three minutes without oxygen, uh, some people can go longer, some people can go shorter. Someone is, for some reason, panicking and they die that they suck up too much air. Exactly, yeah. because they suck they suck up too much air and they die within a minute. So the idea is that we need we need oxygen uh, to create ATP, mm-hmm. right? That's the the that's the whole idea is that we need oxygen to create ATP. But how much oxygen we need and how much ATP we can produce with a certain amount of oxygen all can be manipulated. Yep. Because you can manipulate, well, you can manipulate the oxygen, how much you need to exactly. breath work. Exactly. Practicing breath work. Exactly. And the long, it's so uh, to give, again, uh, an example, they say that an average adult takes about 15 to 20 breaths a minute. And uh, it could uh, also be longer than that. Uh, it could be 20 to 25 breaths a minute, an average adult, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, if you practice uh, breath work and if you become a more conscious breather, a better breather, you will only take uh, about five to seven breaths a minute. Mm-hmm. So even if you can drop it down several breaths, exactly nineteen to from twenty five to twenty, from twenty to seventeen, from seventeen to fourteen, and you keep going, then you don't need as much uh, oxygen. And I know through scuba diving, exactly that uh, we always dive, and we're the first ones in. Yeah, and we're also the last ones out. Yeah, and a lot of times we come out with a lot of air left in the tank. Exactly. Because we've learned to control our breath. Exactly. That's the idea. That's the idea. So those three minutes without oxygen on average can be manipulated. And they also can be manipulated through meditation. Exactly. Focus. Exactly. Because the idea is that you can make your breath way more effective. And you can use uh, focus exercises to learn to control your breath. And you can, you can use just simple breath work exercises to control your breath. which Actually, the con- simple breath works work much better w- than the advanced breath Exactly, work. exactly. And uh, you can use your breath to control your mind. You can use your mind to control your breath. So you can do mental exercises to increase your focus and that will reflect on your breath. Or you can do breathing exercises to work on your breath and that will reflect on your mind. 
because she has been shown over and over and over and over, over, over and over, over, that our breath and our mind are interconnected. Well, I'm going to take a quick breath break, <laughs> and we'll be back in a minute. So I can take a breath. <laughs> Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And I can breathe. <laughs> So that is breath work. Yeah. So if you learn to breathe better. Yes. And also through the nose is uh, exactly. very important. Yeah. Uh, and you can then manipulate that three minutes. Yes, absolutely. Through focus and breath work. Yep. Uh, and so the next thing is three hours uh, without some form of shelter, shelter from harsh environment. Yeah. And that also can be manipulated. Exactly. Because what is harsh environment? Mm -hmm. It all depends on the person and how they have mm -hmm. grown Adap up or adapted to the weather. Exactly. What What is harsh environment? Say for, for someone who cannot tolerate heat of any sort, uh, 75 degrees outside may be harsh. too harsh. Uh, in Florida right now, it could be considered harsh being out for some people being outside for three hours. Exactly. But Heat for and other, humidity. other yeah. people, they can go out. Actually, we used to teach paddle boarding mm -hmm. for six, seven, eight, nine, twelve hours mm -hmm. a day in the middle of the summer in Florida. Exactly. So you can manipulate again what is harsh environment due to what you continue to train in. Exactly. And same with cold, right? If you. Uh, if you prepare yourself for cold weather, then cold is all relative. Yep. If that's the whole cold shower thing that we uh -huh. say over and over in uh, you know in the morning, and uh, actually that, that uh, I saw the results of that uh, dramatically when we were uh, scuba diving in Okinawa, right? And we had uh, no wetsuit. Yeah, we, yeah. So we had to <laughs> yeah, adapt to it exactly, and that's also why the military yeah. trains in multiple areas. Yeah. You know, they train in the mountains, they yep. train in the cold, they train in the swamps. Yep. They train to be able to adapt to the harsh environment, yeah. so that if they have to go into harsh environment it's easier for them. Exactly. And the, that's the, it's environmental conditioning, right? The fancy word for it is environmental conditioning. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to do all those things on a regular basis. And you, and you don't have, like, how are you, you know, there is only so much you can condition yourself in, a, say, high altitude uh -huh. or cold weather or a inclined environment or, say, you live in Florida, right? Uh -huh. you, can, you can only do certain things. But just even a little bit, just preparing yourself enough for a change, mm -hmm. it's going to make less of a shock to your body when it actually has to yeah. do it. Because uh, let's say Florida, yeah. uh, three days without air conditioning yeah. 
because of a hurricane hitting, yep. you lost power. Yeah. Uh, that's going to that could be considered harsh environment, and exactly. it can throw off people. It throws off their mental aspect, exactly. and then they can't focus as well, and they start getting angry. Yes, anger then makes bad mistakes, and that can then add to more issues. Exactly. So by training your body, just by turning the air conditioner off one day. Absolutely. Just one day. Absolutely. So that you can see that you can you can breathe, you can live, you can sleep, you can take a shower, all without an air conditioner. Exactly. And then there's ways that you can do it in the cold, mm -hmm. is turning off the heat or turning the heat down lower, yep. and then see that you can survive for the one day. I know in, uh, uh, what is the... Stoicism. Yeah. They talk about sleeping on the floor for yep. one day, mm -hmm. sleeping with just a uh, towel mm -hmm. instead of a blanket. And uh, Sparta used to give their kids only a red cloak. I know. And yeah. <laughs> uh, that they had to survive with that. So it creates a person that can see that it's okay not to have things for a couple days. It gives you the ability to say, this I will live through. So by continually to challenge yourself, just in little steps, yeah. you'll be able to then, harsh environment is a lot different. Exactly. It's avoid, avoid always looking for something external to make, your, to make yourself comfortable. It's like quit seeking comfort 24-7. But that's what us as humans are. Exactly. That we want that yeah. comfort. Yeah. So you actually have to go against that feeling of wanting to create comfort because comfort is good. Yeah, actually, that's why we have everything we have, right? We yeah. were seeking comfort, but... On occasion, on a, you have to turn that comfort on, off so you don't become controlled complacent. by the comfort exactly. you don't become a slave to the comfort exactly it's finding that dynamic balance all goes back to ayurveda finding that di that dynamic balance between comfort and discomfort it's finding that fine line between the two and what happens is because we have so much comfort already in our life uh, in order to train ourselves for that dynamic balances, it seems like we need to create a lot more discomfort. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? In, because we, it makes sense to me. We are so accustomed to a lot of, to all this comfort that we have to look for what seems as intense discomfort in order to train ourselves for that dynamic balance. And just going back 100 years, exactly. you, exactly. you see that what they lived in yeah. is completely different to where we're living today. Exactly, exactly. So, so like turning the air conditioning off, you know, for a few hours seems like it would kill us because we are so used to the air conditioning. Yep. But in the old days, they built the houses yep. to be without air conditioning. Exactly. So they they learned how to work the wind and that. So mm -hmm. they those are things that when you turn the air off, mm -hmm. you can now start saying, well, how can I make it cooler? Exactly. How can I make it warmer exactly. if you have to turn if there's no heat? How can I do these things so that I can survive and thrive mm -hmm. when 
everything is going weird. Exactly. And we it's gonna the right amount of discomfort is just like you said, is gonna help kickstart that ingenuity in us to a higher degree because we'll start looking and finding actually ways to uh, make ourselves less uncomfortable through a lot simpler things. And the most important thing is by having trained in a little bit more controlled environment before the real need kicks in, then we'll maintain our focus. Maintain, and that's that's the whole thing. We won't be as stressed. Yep. And so the next though mm-hmm. is water. Yep. They say three days without water. Yep. Now that also can be manipulated. Yes. Some people won't be able to make it one day without water. Not that they'll die because of it, but they'll their mind will not let them think that they can survive. Mm-hmm. And other people can go longer without water. Yep. <clears throat> because they've trained their body to be able to live longer without having to put the water in. Exactly. And that goes into the concept that more people have died from too much water in today's world than not enough water. Absolutely. And it all has to do with it's that hydration, right? That uh, what, how hydrated are we already and how much water do we actually need a lot most of most of the time we don't need as much water as we think we need it's that false thirst yes that we have the false sense of thirst because we we, we are depleted of other things we are depleted of electrolytes uh, we are depleted of good fat mm-hmm. we are depleted of that internal hydration slash internal oleation. Yes. Uh, so with that, though, instead of uh, when you're looking for water, yeah, uh, salt is very important. Salt is very important, yeah. Potassium. Uh, yep. You're also looking for like the lime juice or lemon juice. That's the, yeah, exactly. Yep. And also like even a little the, bit of honey, honey or, as a yep. carrier, yep. as a carrier for them that helps them absorbed, uh, helps them be absorbed in your body. So basically, it's like that infamous hot yoga margarita, yep. right? And that's something you created a long time ago exactly. when we were teaching hot yoga. Exactly, and it's like a cup of water, uh, if. Uh, the juice from say half a lime or half a lemon it depends heating lemon cooling lime and uh, then a quarter teaspoon of uh, good salt Mm -hmm. and uh, a few drops of honey and you mix it room temperature adjust to taste so that's something that uh, most people should should be doing on a daily basis already to actually create a better a better hydration exactly better hydration and uh, the reason we need the good hydration is again to have less stress and stay focused because our brain needs electrolytes so a lot of times they're talking about you can only last about three days if you're in a harsh environment yeah so if you've controlled your harsh environment yeah now you can last longer without water. 
exactly because the more stressed you are the more say you start you start sweating you start freaking out all those things uh the more uh you're gonna be depleted of electrolytes and everything else so and actually one example of how important electrolytes are is people who are deficient in electrolytes and they keep drinking water because they have that false sense of thirst they deplete themselves even more from the electrolytes that they already have. Yes. There is enough evidence for that. Yes. And so one of that's one of the ways that yeah. you can keep yourself hydrated. And you are starting to get into fat. 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 Good old saturated fat of, say, good old butter from grass-fed, grass-finished butter, lard, tallow, olive oil, coconut oil, uh, avocados, yep. that's pretty much it. And all of those feed the body internally. Exactly. They give a source of uh, energy to our mitochondria because our mitochondria need oxygen and they need either fat or carbohydrates to produce ATP. And the best source of fuel for producing ATP, long sustained ATP, is fat, is not carbohydrates. Very good. It's very, very, very misleading. We don't need the carbohydrates as the main source of ATP. We need fat. When our mitochondria use fat to create ATP, that ATP lasts a lot longer. It's sustained energy. And the byproducts that it creates are not as toxic as if they use carbohydrates. Well, I'm going to go do a shot of olive oil, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. So I just did my shot of olive oil, <laughs> and that leads us into the next is you can go three weeks without eating, yes. and that can really be manipulated, yep. uh, because in the old days, they did 40-day fast exactly, to begin with. Exactly, so, so if you can only go three weeks... So how can you go 40 yeah, days? Yeah. So that brings us back to fat. Yes. So if you are eating a higher fat diet, you're able to fast longer than if you're eating a carb-based diet because carb-based diet you need to replenish that's where exactly. the whole eat every two to four hours comes in play where a fat diet we don't really need to eat a lot and actually we usually only once maybe twice a day yep absolutely yeah you can go you do, a fat based diet is truly liberating because you don't have to constantly think okay what am i gonna eat next what you know you don't you're not gonna experience those lows those blood sugar lows where oh my goodness i can't think i need food yeah. it true it's truly freeing and it is ayurvedic eating it is fat. Ayurvedic, uh, actually. in fact uh during some of the cleanses we used to teach, yes. we started the morning off with ghee. Ghee, exactly. And I know that the whole bulletproof coffee thing came mm. from... Uh, it came from... Uh, Tibetan. From, yeah, from Tibetan nuns. Yep. 
And so, and also we've had clients that said their grandparents who lived in India would start their morning off with ghee. Exactly. So it is something that has been around for an extremely long time. Yes. And actually even in Greece, the older people started their morning with uh, olive oil, olive olives, oil. and uh, some uh, uh, bait fish, bait fish, which yes. is extremely high in fat. Exactly. So those were things that people used to do all the time, and it wasn't until uh, cereal actually came around yes. that people started starting their morning off with carbohydrates. Yeah. Now with that, also one more thing is uh, I not only Ayurveda says start the day with fat. Ayurveda says. You don't need uh, even three meals a day. Uh, forget snacks. Ayurveda yep. says no snacking. But you don't even need three meals a day. Yep. One to two meals. Yep. And I remember back in the old times when John Duyar taught, Yeah. Uh, he used to teach that you only needed to eat twice a day. Yes. Uh, he, would, he had actually diet videos that he did on eating twice a day. Exactly. And he also did a lot more meat. Exactly. Back then, and now he's all carbs and stuff due to whatever. But anyways, it uh, it shifts that you can eat less, get better uh, source of fuel, fuel, and then you can last longer. Now yeah. I want to go back into the yeah. whole uh, uh, olive oil. Yes. So for us, we have actually we have a lot of olive oil always yeah. on hand. And one of the things that we do on occasion is we just go off the day. If we're not fasting, we might just do the whole day of just having a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of olive oil. Yep. And to get our body constantly used to being able to eat a lot of fat yep. without having that carbishness. Exactly. The cravings, the, yep. the carb cravings. And the reason you you crave carbs is because of the insulin up and downs that you have. Mm. So if you eat a fat-based diet with the, an adequate amount of protein, which for everyone, fat-based amount yep. of protein is going to be based, but and the amount of carbohydrates, it depends. But if your diet is primarily fat-based, protein-based, you are not going to experience the insulin spikes the up and downs of the blood sugar due to your insulin uh, not being stable that cause the cravings yes. you may get hungry and then that hunger is gonna go away yeah i know that for us when we're fasting yeah. and i get hungry or you get hungry we do a quick set of squats uh, yes. a couple sun salutations yes something like that and it it's gone by the time we're exactly, finished. Exactly. We're no longer hungry. No more headaches, no more weakness. No Actually, I more haven't had a, one of those headaches no, for years. No, it is liberating. I got back my time. I got back a good chunk of my time during the day. Not, oh, not you got be, good back. Not being starving. Yep. I got a good chunk back because <laughs> I didn't have to make meals every so many hours. Um, yeah. Uh, so it makes it, it gives us a lot more time in the day. And time is very important, at least for us. And to have that extra time to be able to do other things yep. is extremely important. And talking about the whole prepping thing, you know, what good is to have, you know, 
all those things to be preparing for all those things they are talking about if you can't control your mind yep. if you don't have the mental clarity and focus to use all those things you are storing yes yep so <laughs> now i want to jump into the last one mm -hmm. and it's considered three months without hope and i know hope is a terrible word so i'd rather go with three months without faith faith because hope is giving the power to someone else exactly. where faith, you know, it's actually going to happen. You believe it, you know it, you feel it, and you have faith that you're going to make that next step. Yes. And with faith, you know that you're going to get out of whatever issue is being thrown at you. As long as I know I can get out of something, I'm not worried about it. And that's where the whole other things that we talked about if we know that we are going to make it through those things, I'm not stressed. Exactly, exactly. And that's what has kept people, the, the concept of faith is what helped people survive and eventually thrive uh, through traumatic situations. Yep. Because no matter what's going to happen in the next two years yes. here in the States, it is going to be different than it was two years ago. Exactly, exactly. It will never be the same. Yes, so the concept of the faith, the three months uh, without faith, uh, to, to clarify that for people, uh, the rule of threes, right? Uh -huh. Say, on average, you can survive uh, three minutes without air, three days without water, three hours without shelter, uh, three hours without shelter, uh, three weeks without food, uh, no more than three seconds without ATP, and you, on average you can survive three months without hope, hope or faith. So that means if after three, if for three months you don't have faith, then you you've pretty much lost everything. Yep. You've gone right? into depression, exactly. you've gone into all the things exactly. that will stop you from thriving. Exactly. So that's that's where faith comes in. And that is something that we have full control over because that has to do with our mind. Yes. So making sure that all, all the other things are being taken care of the shelter, the water, the ATP, the food. Uh, the food, the oxygen, then we can have, still, we can be cultivating that faith. And we can build that faith into thriving. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, but if we don't have control, and that's why I despise the word hope, if we don't have control over the other things, then we have to try to rely on something else or someone else giving us hope. And then that is external, and then we are victims, dependent on, 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 on whoever is going to be giving us the hope. Yep. Exactly. And that's, that's complete weakness. What good is that? Yep. And that's where the whole faith in yourself is very important. Exactly. If you have faith in yourself that you're going to be able to make it through whatever's thrown at you, yes. you're going to be able to make it through whatever's thrown at you. Exactly. Exactly. It's that 
faith on yourself and the the higher power that everything is as planned. So right? <laughs> I'm gonna be the higher power <laughs> that says we're done. Uh, you got anything else? Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means... May we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.